What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. On this episode, I got a chance to sit down and chat with Lindsey Gray. Before I get into the episode details, I just want to remind you guys that the Patreon is up and running. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, There's extra content on there, uh, all sorts of programming stuff and little tips and tricks and all sorts of stuff. You get the vlog a week early. Um, If you don't want to do that, if you could like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, that'd be great. And if you don't want to do that and you just want to sit and listen... That's cool, too, and I appreciate you guys. This shit will always be free because I enjoy doing it. As far as this episode is concerned, Lindsay is strong as fuck, super smart, super interesting. Um, She has a great take on what motivates her and what she thinks about her lifts and all of that. Um, We get into a bunch of different things, including, you know, how she got into training and also, like, what it's like being a woman in strength sports and what she thinks women should be doing to, to help themselves feel more confident in the gym and all that stuff. Great episode, super stoked on it. Don't want to give anything else away. This is episode 112 of the TWC Stay Hated podcast. Enjoy it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. On this episode, I am joined by Lindsay Gray. She is a raw powerlifter from Florida, or currently in Florida, and sort of like, uh, I would say, Instagram influencer type, but like super uh-huh. strong, <laughs> super strong as well. So uh, it's not just like... Um, a bullshit page that a bunch of people follow. She's actually lifting big weights. So it's super fucking cool. And it seems to be very positive um, from what I've seen. So I just wanted to have her on the show. I'm super excited to have her here. Lindsay, how are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm well. I'm uh, recovering from traveling back 800 miles from New Hampshire. So we're uh, sort of with the dogs. It's It was kind of a nightmare, but we got to see family and shit. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to have you on the show. Obviously, you lift big weights. You just had a meet uh, last weekend. Yes. Um, so we can get into all of that. But first, let's get like the, the easy questions out of the way. Um, how old are you now? And when did you find uh, either lifting weights or powerlifting the sport? So I'm 33 now. Um, I found lifting really young. I was uh, one of the one of two girls that took strength and conditioning in high school. Like I just took it as an elective because I didn't want another like study hall. Okay. <laughs> but I also got certified in spinning. Uh, like I worked in a gym. I got certified in spinning when I was 16. Like just kind of have always been in in the fitness industry in general. But I didn't find powerlifting until like five years ago. Oh, okay, so it's relatively new for you. Yeah, like the kinda. sport. Yes. Um, how, how did you, how did you find like the sport? People always have like kind of a weird thing with that where they like, most people don't know powerlifting. Like you say powerlifting and they're like, is that the thing where you put it over your head? It's like, yeah, no, they think it's, it's weightlifting. Like- <laughs> so you CrossFit. I'm like, no, yeah. is that where, is that where you guys lift up the stones? It's like close. You're close, but not quite <laughs> in the range. Uh, so how did you find like the sport? Like what, who, uh, exposed you to it? So I was, uh, I wanted to, I knew I wanted to compete in something. And like, to me, that only meant bodybuilding, especially in Florida, because bodybuilding is seemingly the thing here. You know, everybody's tan and jacked anyway, but they, uh, I didn't like the diet. Like I didn't enjoy that. And I was like, gosh, I wish there was a thing where I could just like do the lifting part. Um, 
and I saw someone arch a bench and I was like, what are they doing? And (laughs) (laughs) I was that person, but I actually Googled it instead of just like talking shit, talking shit to them. So, (laughs) and then I had a friend who she did CrossFit, but she had done powerlifting at one point and she kind of talked to me a little bit about it when I was, you know, just searching for information and she gave me this hand-me-down program and I was like, oh, okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now. And I just like signed up for the the closest meet that I could find that was like near to me. Okay. And that was that. I, I had no idea. I did. I followed the program half the time. Um, I had no idea that it like was important. I was just like, oh, okay, this is how this goes. Like I did everything wrong. Showed up all by myself, and it was just a blast. So, uh, how long did you have from like? Uh, finding the meat, like how long was your like quote? I was probably wasn't a pre- two months. Okay, so quick, <laughs> yeah. very quick. Um, what did you remember? Like what you did for numbers and at what body weight? Uh, I was a one thirty eight. It was a USAPL meet. I was a one thirty eight. So I did two seventy five, one fifteen bench, and then a two seventy deadlift. Okay. And I almost bombed out on bench because I didn't know that there were commands until <laughs> I got there. Okay. <laughs> Shit. So, okay. Right. So it's uh, like, oh, okay, I gotta listen. All right, we, we can do this. So you definitely like you were like green, green, like had no clue going into that meet. Like it was yeah. like a totally new thing. Okay. Like the um, belt. Like I had to get an. I ordered a belt off Amazon. Like I think three or four days before the meet because I didn't realize that they were gonna like I had to have a specific. I had like a Vallejo, like padded. Like it was, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> no idea what I was doing. Uh, so what, uh, what are your best numbers since then? And at what body weight? That was, uh, this last one I did for a 402 squat, a 198 bench and a 435 deadlift at the live large, uh, last weekend. Okay. And what do you compete at now? Like as uh, far as body weight? I'm a 140, I'm a light 140. I, I don't like to, I don't like to cut weight. I, I walk around at my training weight and that's just, I just go in as I am and I can just fit in the one for, I did bump up from 132 in like 2019. I was like right there. So I, I competed as a 132, but, um, I sit comfortably at like 140 to 145 all the time. So that's what I compete as a 148. Sure. Yeah. I think that that's like super important for people to hear because there's like, this culture in powerlifting where it kind of like glorify big weight cuts and it's like some people can do it. Some people cannot fucking do it. And like, even the people who are good at it, I've seen people who are very, very skilled at cutting weight, fuck it up or it just not go well and then have a terrible meet. Um, have you ever messed around with like making any big sort of cuts or have you always just been like, fuck it. I basically weigh what I weigh. Yeah, I've always, and I think that was because I had, uh, when I trained under Lonis, um, he was really, really big on, not doing a a cut unless it's like absolutely necessary. Um, You know, unless it's really important going for like a, you know, an all time world record or something or money's on the line. Um, It's just like, it's unnecessary. And I'm glad he taught me that because it's so true. Like when I was a 132, I think I was weighing around 136. So it was as easy as just, you know, like cutting a couple carbs a couple days before, like it wasn't strenuous at all. Yeah, literally um, like skip one meal and you can right. basically make that. Exactly, um, weigh it in the morning. So I just never had to go through that and I don't want to. Yeah, it's bullshit. I did it for a long time. It sucks. It is like kind of when you when you do it for a while and then you take it away, you kind of feel like you lose part of the process. Like 
my first meet that I didn't cut any weight for, I was like, am I lifting tomorrow? Like, what am I, like, it felt like <laughs> why am I not stressed out? Yeah. Yeah. It took like part of the like, um, self-inflicted pain out of the process. And I'm like, this doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Um, so, so you just competed recently. What, what, uh, how was that? You did the live large meet. Um, how, how did that all go? And like, how was training leading up to it? It was good. So, um, I think it was like two weeks out and I had a little, like, I have just this ongoing issue with like, like my sacrum. I have like a natural fusion in my lumbar spine that like just screws me over sometimes if I go into flexion. So, uh, that started to act up like two weeks out and I was like, that's it. I can't, like, I can't compete. Um, then have someone who works on like rehab stuff with me. Um, he's awesome out of the battle X gym out of Miami. And he was like, Nope. Okay. We're going to figure this out. Everything's fine. Stop panicking. Sure. Um, and we, we put it all together. I was really proud of like that, uh, the way that that went, like it just followed the plan very specifically and it came out beautifully. Um, I took That's my spot cute. opener and it was, it was like, okay, I'm going to make it. Yeah, that's huge. I just made a post about that yesterday. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be however long, but um, about how like learning how to like the skill of getting through a meet when you don't feel your best is like a, a big skill to acquire because like, like a meet like this, like you traveled, it's a big meet, obviously you wanted to do it. Like it's a big deal. And like, it's not like some small, like podunk meet, like people are, you know, putting money into it and all this stuff. Um, and being able to get through something and say like, okay, like I can intelligently get myself through this meet is important. Cause, uh, for situations like this, cause you've obviously put a lot of money into the travel and everything else and setting it up. Um, were you confident? So you, you PR'd your lifts of this based on what you said before. Like, were yeah. you confident uh, on the day of, or were you still kind of tentative? And, and and how big of a PR squat was that for you? That was huge for me because I missed 374 um, oh, at the shit. hybrid. Uh, at the hybrid. Okay. So that was last year. And I was so upset because I felt like it was there. I just like started to lean a little bit. And then okay. I panicked and I just cut it high and stood up. Um so, so that left me with, uh, I was in the three fifties still. Um, so I think it was three fifty one to three fifty eight, but it was just like, it just didn't move and squats are my favorite lift. So that one just meant a whole lot to hit four Oh two. And I didn't even know that was on the bar. I think that was the best part. Um, I, oh, you don't want to know your numbers. I like never want to know. Don't tell me oh, you're a there's 135 on the bar. That's what's on the bar. <laughs> Holy shit. You're a psycho. That's crazy. Uh, so that's like a 50 pound PR, like basically like a little shy of a 50 pound PR. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That's especially raw and at a light body weight like that. That is a fucking huge jump. That's awesome. Had you taken that in training at all? No. So I hit 385 for a double in training. Okay. Um, and so I think that that was when Ryan was like, okay, we're going to hit four. And he said that before. And I was like, okay, I don't know why it just, I, it's not, I don't try, I try not to place limitations on myself, but I also try to be fairly realistic. Um, and, and I just didn't expect that, but I'm glad he made that call because that meant a lot to me. Sure. What were your, uh, like, what were the attempts leading up to that? What was like your first and second? Um, so I opened with 358, which was my previous best 
um, which I think oh, was shit. a good call. Um, and then I, I don't know what the second one was. Like I said, I don't even know. Like, I don't even like to know what's on the bar. I think it was three. I think it was three eighty six though, because we doubled that in training. So we're like, okay, we're good to go there. Um, and then he just went full send on the on the third attempt because it, the three eighty moved really quickly. So, uh, so what, what would you say was four hundred two? Is the kilo? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So, or I think it might be 404. I'm not sure. That's um, 402. So, uh, where does that like put you in like, I'm terrible at following like rankings of like so any weight classes so, outside of mine. <laughs> so, listen, I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, as, as silly as that sounds, like, I know it means a lot to a lot of people, but I don't care. Like, I came in, like, and that's another thing I feel like I took from uh, training under Lannis for a long time. It's just like, what I, what I go in for is like my total this time I wanted a thousand pounds. I don't really care where that lands me among the rankings. I don't care. I, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, in the top 10. I know that. So <laughs> otherwise I don't really need to know the number, but I know that to me, that was a huge squat and I, I totaled what I came to total. And like, that's what I always worry about. Just did, sure. did my total get better? Did my total get better? Yeah. And that's how like, realistically like having a mindset like that is the shit that puts people into that top 10 rankings because they're not i see it a lot and uh, i know you coach people and stuff and you probably see it too where it's like people get obsessed with the number or obsessed with the ranking and it's like dude those rankings change all the fucking time time. it like it doesn't matter you have to just continue to keep swinging and keep getting better yourself and eventually if you if you know if you keep going you you will be you know ranked or whatever but it's like i see people especially like in in our world with the geared stuff it's like people just always want the thousand pound squat that's just what they want it's like well let's squat 810 first and let's squat 820 again you know 850 like there's a lot of numbers before that um so i think that's really rad that you're just like fuck it i don't care um that's really awesome. So how, how does, uh, how did bench go? Like, what was your bench before you said you did one ninety eight? So what, what was your bench before and what were the, att- oh, well, you said you don't want to know what's on the bar, but what was your best? Uh, so I thought when at the end of it, I thought it was one ninety two, and Ryan's like, no, that was one ninety eight, And I was like, Oh really? Okay, cool. <laughs> and I was like, right. Are you okay. sure? Like I went back to the video and like added up the kilos. I was like, I don't think it was. He's like, I made the call. I know it was on the bar. <laughs> um, but I did. Uh, my last best was 181. Um, so that was a little bit of a PR too, which bench has always been my worst lift. I, I, I was stuck at 143 for like three mates. Um, it's just One, always That's been, a big jump. That's a big fucking jump too. One yeah. one eighty. What did you say? One eighty two. One forty three to one eighty one, and, and then one eighty one to one ninety eight. Yeah. So and it's holy just, shit. It's just that uh, when I got hurt after the hybrid in twenty twenty, I kind of just had a ton of issues with like my whole left side. It was like my IT band, my hip, um, and my sacrum was still acting up at that point. And the only day that I could really look forward to with with to be completely out of pain was bench and my bench just got so much better because it was the one that didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like imagine that. I'm just like, you know, fuck bench. You just sit the part where you lay down between squat and deadlift. Like no one cares. Sure. But when it's the only one that doesn't hurt, it just like starts to mean a lot more. And I think that a lot of people underestimate that too. Like if you tell yourself you hate a lift, like it's probably not going to get better very easily so no you have to convince yourself you i have that same thing with with equipped benching i'm like (laughs) 
fucking just like and you know everybody in your ear like no it's gonna happen you're gonna have a breakthrough and it's like i'm fucking waiting um so yeah I think that, years. Yeah, yeah yeah i'm sitting here waiting for this break like breakthrough that's been told is gonna happen any day now um that's a monster fucking bench though like basically a 200 pound bench um for a, a raw female that's under 150 pounds is fucking big so that's like congrats on that especially since it's like not a lift that you uh enjoyed previously and had some <laughs> struggles with that means more though right like when you have all that shit like it, it does mean a lot when you have those like those steps forward because you know what you had to fucking put into it yeah it was a lot of uh it was, it was just felt like a long time coming. Like finally bench just clicked. I'm like, Oh, you use your whole body. I got it. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's a big one. And then, so how did, uh, as far as deadlifts and stuff, like what did you end up with there and, and what was your best, um, going into it? So I, I, Ryan told, Ryan was my coach. Ryan Silva is my coach. He was like, uh, you know, you need to get used to moving like 400 during this prep. Like that's going to be, um, a thing. So my, my previous at the hybrid, my best one was 407. Um, and then we jumped up and this time it was 435. And that was, uh, we took 440 for a third, but based on the way that 435 moved, um, it was kind of why he only moved up like five pounds. It was, that was, that was all I had. That was it. That was like a max effort third. Or, I mean, I probably could have passed on the third because it didn't even come off the floor. Um, <laughs> so did you go eight for? Did you go eight for nine? Eight for nine, yeah. So you had a fucking day. That's a great you, day. Yeah. So what was your total going into it, and what was your total? What did you total at this one? So it was a nine. I had nine forty-seven before, and we cracked grand. We went ten thirty-five this time. Fucking right, dude! Almost a hundred pound PR. Like that's like. You don't get many of those. No. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And especially at like a big meet and when you aren't like feeling the best going into it. Um, that's fucking huge. I've said that before too, where it's like if you're sick going into a meet or you have a nagging injury, sometimes those are your best meet because you kind of just have to throw your hands up and like be like, I am whatever fucking happens here and just like let your training kind of take over. Did you did you have that feeling where it's just like I'm just going to try to be as good as I can and fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. So I feel like during my off season, I really focused high on the little things. Um, that's what my, my, my rehab guy, my rehab coach in Miami is like, there are no such thing as little things like um, doing these activations and doing these like mobility, like all of those things are going to add up and you need to do them every day. And I got away from like doing them really like um, just intentively I guess just like being really intentional with each one of them you know how you get in meat prep and you're just like intense and like a little bit pissed off and you just want to go um so I got away from that so I was like this is this is my own fault um so how can we bounce back and make this better and it was go back to the basics go back to the little things because there's no such thing as little things and make these movements count so we did a lot of like the lock five the lock three the, or the lock hip three um and and come meet day I was like okay I'm gonna be okay because I can get out of bed and like lean over to brush my teeth without pain so <laughs> we're gonna make it yeah yeah that's always a good feeling too when you like make the decision to like all right I'm gonna fucking fix this and I'm gonna do like you said like I like that saying no such thing as little things, but doing all of the uh, like the the minutia and like the those like 
small little things that you can, like you said, be be intentional with. And it's not just like, because you see that shit all the time. Like someone may be like rolling around on a foam roller and whatever people think about a foam roller, you know, good, bad, whatever. But a lot of times you can tell the difference between like, all right, this person's doing this just because it's part of their routine. And then, or this person's doing it because they're specifically trying to do something. Yeah. And, and that, especially with the prehab and rehab stuff, um, I think it is important to be like super intentional with everything you're doing. Um, that the culture of that has kind of changed in powerlifting too, over the past couple of years. Like I think maybe five years ago, four or five years ago, if you had said like, Oh, I need to do glute activation before I squat, like people might've chirped you and given you a hard time about it. Oh, they um, always did. I, and that's funny <laughs> because it came for me, it came from like bodybuilding. I remember like when I trained like a bodybuilding style for, which was forever until I found powerlifting you know, I'd always do glute activations and everything before leg days. Um, and you know what? I noticed it, it was funny because when I was injured, I had a lot of time to think about this. And it, uh, I was like, you know, when I wasn't hurt, when I did all that stuff, when I paid attention to those things and made time for that little stuff. Um And I think that now people are just caught on that, like, and Danny from our gym, from Perfect Storm, Danny Teeny Hero is really big on, like, powerlifting doesn't have to be, doesn't have to hurt. Like, you don't have to be in pain all the time. He's the best. Danny's the best. I always, uh, what an absolute stallion that kid is. Um, Love him. He's been super helpful with, like, a bunch of my shit that I've had, like, tons of stupid injuries and stuff. And you look at a guy like that, it's, it's a lot easier to listen to a guy like that about, about that stuff. Cause he's been there. It's yeah. and you're not listening to somebody who's wearing like a pocket protector and has never lifted a fucking weight before, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which I think is important. You like, look at Danny. It's like, all right, this dude's had some like real fucking injuries some and big like time injuries. And yeah. come back from it. Yeah. He texted me the video when the, when he blew his knee off that like that night, I'm like laying in bed and that's what I get. I was like, holy shit. But I said to him then actually, I was like, there's a dude who could come back from this. It's you. It's you. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was really cool to watch that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Having that, um, that sort of community too, that like helps people. I, I was talking to someone. Oh, I forget who the fuck it was, who I was talking to, but I talked to someone about, um, the culture in, in Florida. It seems that, everyone down there kind of like get, I think it was on a previous podcast. Everyone kind of gets along. It seems. Um, yeah. It's and, everyone and wants to be helpful from gym to gym. It seems like you guys all sort of support each other. Is that like, what, what is that like for you? Do you, do you think there's a reason for that? Like, what is that? Because it seems that like Florida specifically, y'all motherfuckers love each other down there. Like what yeah. is the deal? Yeah, <laughs> It's just big love down here. I think it's, um, I think it's awesome. Yeah, we have like Iron, like I spend a lot of time in Iron Knight. Girls are powerlift. Girls who powerlift is based out of Iron Knight Gym in Port St. Lucie. Um, okay. So I think that that helps too. There's uh, my rehab coaches in Miami and the, uh, at the Battle X. Um, I think that it's just, yeah, this, the strength sport community is huge down here. So we figure we all, we all must get along. And then there's Gorilla <laughs> Bench in Tampa. Like they are everyone. Um, it's just huge down here, probably because we can do more stuff because the weather never forbids us to. So that's always yeah. my theory. I'm like, we just get an opportunity to do more things. Um, it's really we great. Can. You, can, you can see it from the outside looking in. You can really see that there's a good amount of community. And like 
from where I'm standing also, like it's sick mm-hmm. to see like raw people getting along with equipped people because it's all fucking powerlifting and it's exactly. all the same fucking thing. Like it's different, but it's the same. Like we're all just here trying to get better than the last time. Um, so sort of switching gears and I, I fucking hate this topic because I, I, we shouldn't have to talk about it anymore, but it just is a thing. So like females in strength sports, like I think it's an important discussion to have. It's like borderline, like to me, uh, it sounds weird when I say it, but it's like borderline boring to me. Cause I'm like, yo, this shouldn't be a fucking thing that we have to talk about, but it's definitely, it definitely is. And there's been a few things that have popped up recently that, um, people have been trying to, um, you know, kind of like showcase women, which I think is fucking awesome. I've coached female athletes since I was 14 years old. I think coaching women is way more fun than coaching men. Um, listen. Cause you, yeah, it's a, the best quote my, my buddy who's a coach. He said it to me. He's like the difference between coaching a male and coaching a female is when you, when a female asks you a question, they don't think they already have the answer. They're not like checking to see if your answer is the same. They're like actually asking. Yeah, we're not just <laughs> verifying. <laughs> yeah, so, so that I think is like, and, and, and generally I found that females have much better body awareness and are just more coachable in general. But uh, just fr- from where you are, uh, obviously like real popular on the internet, strong, um, you know, you're like a good looking girl, like all this stuff. What's it been like for you, um, being in the strength community and, and having the exposure and the platform you have being a strong female within powerlifting and, and strength sports in general? So I have one, like, I think that my, I've always been treated well and that's what facilitated Fuck all yeah. of this. Like Sick. my, like from being a teenager in a weight room, like one of two females, like they didn't treat me any differently than they treated the, the 14 or 15 dudes that were in there. And yeah, I can say yeah. the same about the gym that I lifted in. Um, one of the one gym that I worked in in high school, those, you know, this, I would always, always listen to the biggest dude in there. <laughs> It was probably all wrong advice, but like, I'm just going to listen, you know, and absorb what I can because I was a kid. I didn't know, but I was always welcomed. Like I've always been welcomed with open arms. And I think that as long as you walk in with like an air of confidence, like I belong here. So, you know, whether you like it or not, like I've already decided that I belong here, first of all. Yeah. So you think it's like a partially like on the female end of things, like they should be walking in there with less of like a sort of like tail tucked ab- attitude and more of like, yo, motherfucker, like I'm here to lift weights. Yeah. I just, I think that like, don't let anyone make you feel like you don't belong there. Sure. Um, sure. And, you know, and that's not to say go in and throw your weight around um, or be rude, because like I said, I love to listen to, like, I will always ask the dumb question. Like, I am not afraid. I mean, (laughs) I used to lift at 5 a.m. by myself. It was me and the opener um, of Perfect Storm. And every, I was trying to do conjugate at the time. So every 20 minutes, I'd be like, hey, Andrew, can you um, tell me if this is set up right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was like chains and they were like nowhere near the ground he's like yeah no that's not right i'm like okay um i'm gonna come get you again in 10 minutes or you can just show me how to do it <laughs> <laughs> sure. so it's like that it, like be a little humble of course like always like treat people well but don't make don't let anyone make you feel like you don't belong there yeah yeah of course i think that there's so many eyes on female strength sports at this point, female athletes in general, um, that I think that that's awesome. And, and people like yourself who have a large platform 
being vocal about these things and talking about them is super important because likely you're inspirational to to other women that are getting into um, lifting in general. Um, as far as that's concerned, um, what would you know? What's some stuff that you know advice that you would give to you know? Obviously, you said walk in there with confidence, but um, is there anything else like? Uh, dealing with, with with men in this in this industry that you would give as advice to to other women who are getting involved they that's yeah that's always the coolest message like i started powerlifting because of you and it's like a, that's like you don't even know what a daymaker that is it's um, fucking cool yeah that's the shit, coolest thing yeah hell yeah it feels good but it's like uh, i like i just think that you can learn something from pretty much everyone um, sure. I, like, I think my best piece of advice would be find a powerlifting gym because that's where you're going to find your community and everyone there wants you to do well. Like that community that I, my first meet, I had nobody, but there was a group of people that took me in. Like, I was like, what do we do now? And they were just like, oh yeah, you're going to do this, this, and this. And it wasn't even a question. Sure. Um, but so find a powerlifting gym if that's at all possible. Um, yeah, isn't, it funny? isn't it funny that like from the outside, right? Like people who are totally like not associated with with strength sports would look and would assume that like the gym with the guys with the shaved heads and the tattoos and the bloody noses and whatnot um wouldn't be welcoming but realistically from what i've experienced what i've seen what i've heard it it seems that like a commercial gym setting for uh, a, a woman trying to lift weights might not be as welcoming as like the crazy gym with like the 900 pound squatters and the big fat hairy guys that are strong as fuck. Like every time I've had seen a, a woman come into the gym and want to lift weights, I'm always like, yeah, motherfucker. Like, let's go. Like, let's go. It's like, cause <laughs> like, it's like the land of misfits. I think that powerlifting has brought a, a lot of people who are like, you know, kind of just misfits and they brought us all, it brought us all together. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's, uh, we are just a more welcoming community and like, we want to see everyone do well. We want to see each other do well. And we know how important it is to like, to show someone what they're capable of. Sure. Yeah. That shit's so fun too. Like, um, working with someone male or female where like, they don't really realize like how strong they already are walking into the gym. It's like, yo, like, you're, you're stronger than you think you are. This just seems a little intimidating. When that light bulb switches on for them, that's a very good feeling like as a coach. And I, I know that you coach people too. It's like, what what's that like for you when, when you're working with someone, whether, you know, guy, girl, whatever, um, when that light bulb switches on, like, what does that do for you? And, and maybe what are your like motivations for, for coaching people and taking people under your wing? So I've always, um, I've, oh, that's what I've always done. Um, I do that like in a brick and mortar here and it's, it's not strength based really. It's like all like I'm introducing people to fitness, not sure. even just powerlifting. So when that moment, like when that happens or like, I'll never forget the day a girl, she was so afraid to do a box jump. So we had her jump to an aerobic step. And the first time both of her feet ever left the floor in her life, <laughs> Sick. Like, yeah, I could I could have. I mean, I think I yelled louder than I think I scared her more than anything. But it's just the coolest thing to see that light bulb come on for someone. Like you have, it's like making someone um, aware that their body is capable of things that they never thought they'd be able to do. And when people think that they can't do something, like physically, they just write it off and like immediately just you know, like they they close that casket. That's done. Never gonna do that. But if you can like open that back up for someone, 
and, and they're like, oh my God, like it just, it's just like Pandora's box. Like they, then they, then they stop all of those like limiting beliefs and, and stop thinking to themselves like, oh, I can't. And then it turns into like, well, maybe I can, maybe I want to try that. It's just an avenue that, you know, takes them so many different directions. And it's really, really cool to watch that happen for someone. Fucking right. Yeah. And, and, and like it goes outside of, of lifting weights. Like it goes beyond that. Like giving someone the confidence, you can see it happen. Like when they level up their confidence and you're like, yeah. oh, okay, like this person is not going to let their boss talk to him like a piece of shit anymore. Like this person's not going to allow someone to walk all over them or they're going to try that new thing or whatever just because like you showed them how to box jump or you showed them that they can bench you know, a plate yeah. or whatever. Like that shit is really fucking cool to me. Um, like you can uh, stick with a lift, like stop stopping in the middle of it. Like you yes. can stick with this. You can grind this out. Like those little things really matter and they carry over in a big way. You figure out that you're not made of, of glass or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's a really cool thing for some, it's kind of like, it's weird. Cause it, I, you know, I've had people before where it's like in my head, I'm like, okay, this dude or this girl just needs to like, dump a bar over their head once to figure out that like, they're not going to die. Yeah. Fine. Like they, like you need to go through that, like, Oh shit moment. And then you're like, Oh, like I'm fine. Like the spotters caught it. Now let's like load it and try it again or whatever you're going to do. But there's definitely that, like they have to jump off the ledge a little bit. And um, I think coaching, like, you know, like you said, like general fitness, general pop people, you can almost like, influence them a little easier because it's like dude you're already here you just don't know that you are exactly yeah yeah so um you you mentioned girls who powerlift I, i'd love to hear a little bit about your experience with that and um how you work with them or, or what their whole thing is um obviously i've known that's been around for a while um and and I, like you know support it in any way that i can but it's like obviously what can I fucking do as a, as a guy? So I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, like uh, uh, the likelihood of me wearing a girl's who power lift shirt is probably uh, not super high, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, like, what has your experience been working with them and like, and what are they doing to kind of like push the sport in, you know, um, to make it more female friendly or whatever verbiage you're going to use? So for me, they're like, they are an apparel company, but they put out information that, you know, and, and they also put out other places that you can find information. So um, they try to just be as informative as possible and, and let, like, I, I remember trying to understand terminology when I first started and, you know, I explained where I came from. Like I knew nothing. Like I had a trouble understanding people saying doubles like, Oh yeah, I did, you know, three doubles. And I was like, why wouldn't they just say they did two like little <laughs> things that you don't really think of when you've been in it for a while, but then you go back and you're like, Oh yeah, I struggled with this when I started, or I didn't understand what this meant or this meant and like all of the different like jargon used. So they will break down things like that. And a lot of times for females, that's like the first big page that you find as a female power lifter. Um, and they know that. So they try to make it really digestible information and they try to really keep it um, positive and friendly. And like they, they also help girls who power lift find each other. Um, you know, I've made tons of friends on there. I've met tons of people on there through that uh, website, through them posting lifts and, um, you know, you click on them and find out they're really local to you. Um, they just put out, and then they'll put out like, why do we arch the bench? Why are we doing this? Uh, you know, what to eat on meat day? What should be in your gym bag? Like little things that people just 
but they make it digestible. Like it'll be in a little infographic with like bullet points. So it's easy to read and easy to understand why those little things I think are some of the most helpful because those are the questions that I get asked. Like, it's my first meet. Do you have any tips? Yeah, go be strong and don't bomb out. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're no, like, that's so <laughs> It took like, it took like, uh, you know, when I first got into it, it took like lots and lots and lots of reading and messages to try to figure those things out. So pages like that, that do put out like those bulletproof, like those bullet point, like, you know, little like snippets where it's like, hey, what should be in your fucking gym bag on meat day? Okay. Yes. Like, don't just bring an apple, like bring food. <laughs> it's going to be a long, like whatever, all these things. And like you said, like uh, people with experience like yourself, like, you know, like, and that's so, yeah, it's almost seems silly. Like, why wouldn't you know that? But you go back and you're like, Oh, I don't know any of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I signed up for a, uh, a tennis tournament, I would show up and have no fucking idea what I was doing. So it's the same thing. Like if someone signs up for a powerlifting meet and trying to find that information is, uh, can be difficult at times. If you're kind of like, you know, if you live some random place, there's not a lot of gyms, like there's not going to be a lot of people to help you. So pages like that are important. Um, you, you've referenced it a couple times. Um, you've said that, you know, you've trained like bodybuilding style forever. Do you think that, um, that had a big impact on your ability to lift the big weights at the smaller body weight? Cause I, I've found that, um, most f- females and smaller men, um, who have a background in like training with a lot of hypertrophy, higher reps, lots of bodybuilding stuff tend to have uh, an easier time transitioning and learning how to lift big weights. Just yes. the fact they have the muscle, especially upper body for you guys. And, and, and at a smaller weight class, like it's not easy for you to get like big traps, big shoulders that takes forever. Right. Um, do you think that that should help you like transition? Like I can't stress enough. And I've said this before. Like, I think that it's really cool that people are like, people are getting more into lifting People are getting more into powerlifting, but so many people are starting with powerlifting and it doesn't always give you an opportunity to build like that base. And I think that people, I mean, you know, someone who is building out a program would ideally like basically give them a bodybuilding kind of style split with heavy SBD. But, um, I think that that base really helped me, especially, uh, just do a little, like my first squat was 275 and people were like, Oh, like I was a USAPL me, like a local USAPL me. And they're like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I've been doing this for, I, I squatted, you know, 225 in college. Like, that wasn't a big deal to me, but I didn't right. realize until later that that was kind of heavy because I was already, like I already had a base there. And then I think yeah. I had pretty good awareness too. Like it, it gave me the opportunity to like be aware of my body and how it moves yeah, that, that mind muscle connection that I think is like really important. Like it's like the standard top of a fucking deadlift. Someone's yelling yeah. hips, hips, glutes, glutes. And it's like, <laughs> well, if they've never done a fucking kickback where they focused just on their, on glute their glutes, flexing, they have no fucking idea what you're saying. <laughs> like it's not going to yeah. help. Like if their brain isn't connected to the muscle. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to me that it seems that most most women who have like the big benches, especially, um, do have a background where they overhead pressed a lot or, or, yeah. or what, whatever it may be. Cause you can tell on you as well, like you've got jacked shoulders, like you, you, you're, you're jacked, you're muscular, you know, and, and like that doesn't fucking happen, um, just with just 
regular squat bench deadlift training right. that takes some time to build that up. Um, with with your clients that you work with now, is that something you focus on when you bring them in? Is it like let's get some fucking muscle on you let's here? Get like some hypertrophy as- work. Yeah, I do try to do that, and like that's a lot of my app too. It's like almost like power building because I do, and and that's how Ryan. Because uh, I think he knows that I enjoy that part. Like I don't mind the pump, and I think that the bodybuilding also helped me. Um, and then I, I've never minded like lots of reps. I know that I respond well to like volume, just like most women do, but I never like bitch about 10 reps. Like, is it hard? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, am I going to die? Maybe. Is it the worst thing that's ever happened to me? No. Like, I just think that, like, I remember switching from bodybuilding to powerlifting. I was like, that's it. This is when this whole thing, like, is it, am I, is that page (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just very hard for me to adjust to the lack of reps because my favorite was always like 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. And that's how I learned to lift. So I'm like, oh, this is how we always do it. But that's still to this day one of my favorite rep schemes. And that's a lot of times how I get volume in for my lifters too. Like 10, 8, 6, 4, take a heavy double, you're done. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard to to make that transition. It's very hard to – I've had the experience where I've – someone switched to powerlifting and they have that background and you know, they'll start training and it's going good. It's going good. And then I find out through a sequence of events that they have been doing like a arm day that they added in. <laughs> and I'm, games, like, man. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, fuckhead. Like, no, there's a reason that your bench has been feeling like shit. It's because you've been doing 4,000 pounds of volume on fucking Tuesday when you're supposed to be just like chilling and eating that day. Um, and, and it's interesting cause, uh, like the people, like it is fun to get that pump. And powerlifters will say they like the pump until you give them a set of twelve to do, and they're like, "Fuck this!" This is a hundred in a few sets. Is, that's what that's one of Ryan's like signature. Like, do a hundred press uh, tricep press in, in as few sets as possible. And the first uh, we, one, you yeah. like thirty, and then the last one, you get two. <laughs> yeah, that shit. So I do that with uh, we do that with push ups, like on a bar. Yes. Put a bar in a rack and like hundred push ups and his le- and it's like it sounds so easy because it's a little elevated and then they do it and they're like fuck this this is brutal this is awful <laughs> I think that helps like mentally though right like I think that, like you said like staying under the bar staying with a lift um like the background in and knowing what that burn feels like when you're on your 20th rep of leg extensions or whatever other fucking thing um knowing what that feels like definitely has helped me like stick through weights that like you're like this is uncomfortable this fucking sucks i'm dead i'm not gonna finish this but like knowing what that feels like definitely helps grind out lifts are you a grind yeah can you grind? i'm a grinder grind? yeah my okay. bench is i can i can grind i can finish and i can lock out a bench most of the time <laughs> thanks sure. to, those, to those hundreds in as few sets as possible so i can't complain but i am wow. a, i am a grinder yeah yeah, that, and I think that that like those two things are correlated. Like being able to handle a back pump or a, a crazy like shoulder pump, like that. It sounds so cliche, but being comfortable with being uncomfortable or whatever, like <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a a fucking poster you would get somewhere. So, but it's like that's real. That's a real thing. It's yeah. cliche because of that. Um, you you put up some shirts for pre order. Is that pre order still going on? Yes. Yeah, so like yeah, I think we're gonna. I think it goes through today, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm so excited about those because I was like, oh, it's a like they mentioned it a long time ago creating one, um, and I was like, oh, I'm definitely gonna do that, and then you finally get around to it. So I was stoked on the they, that was really cool of girls who powerlift to let us do that. 
And what is it? And what is it? It says like, uh, we're not here to, we're, we're here, not to, here warn. to show you. Yeah. We're not here to show you women are powerful. We're here to warn you. Fucking right. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. It's like tough as nails. And like, I think that that, uh, that whole like confidence and sort of like bravado behind that. Like, I think that that's cool to be enforcing that or, uh, influencing that behavior into like maybe younger girls or people who are not maybe as confident, like wearing that shirt. It's like, yeah, motherfucker. Like I'm here. Exactly. We're lifting weights. I love that. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, so we're kind of rounding out the 45 minutes here. I have a question that I ask people at the end. I think personal development is fucking huge. Um, and I think if you're the same person now you were a year ago, you're snoozing, you should always be evolving. Um, so if you could go back, um, to, to a younger you and give yourself a piece of advice. What, what would that piece of advice be? It doesn't have to be about lifting. It could be life. It could be whatever. Um, but obviously you've had a bunch of, of experiences in this, uh, industry. And so, um, and working in different gyms and stuff. So what, what is it like a post-it note you might slide yourself as, as a younger person that you maybe you wish you knew back then? Um, I think just, just, it's okay to say no, like stop saying yes when you want to say no fucking right dude like, that's powerful I just yeah it just you know it's just a it's a skill that I I felt like I think it's like for me it took like being bold enough to say no because like, I'm from the midwest man I'm from Ohio like just like can you help I'm sorry, me? To, oh, hear, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that I'm sorry to hear that yeah uh, <laughs> like, can you help me? oh yeah absolutely no problem I will wrap my entire day around helping you personally which is great and I think that that's great and I never say you know no when I can help but it's just like, you know, learning boundaries, like just appreciate your own boundaries and, you know, stop saying yes when you want to be like, no, I Fuck don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, I think that that's huge. Um, well, sick. Thank you so much for coming on and spending some time talking to me. I, I know that you're very busy and stuff. So this has been cool. Do you want to give out like social media, how people can reach out to you for coaching, all that stuff, any of the, the people who sponsor you, any of that stuff? It's all on the link tree. Uh, just click on there and all my sponsors are in there. Live large, grocery powerlift, um, RP diet, and all my coaching links are on there too in my app. So yeah, Lindsay loves What's to lift you? at Lindsay loves to lift the number two on Instagram. Okay. Excellent. Great. Well, thanks again for being on. That's a, that's all we got for today, guys. If you want to follow me, my personal page is AnthonyCW13. The trigger warning page is trigger underscore warning underscore conjugate for all of your snapback mental Monday needs. That's all we got today. Thanks for listening to the TWC Stay Hated podcast. And as always, stay hated, motherfuckers. <laughs>